We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Do you do you remember when even I mean even for you that you you didn't start hunting like we do, you know, at an early age, like I did. Yeah. But, but. Do you remember when it was, when it was fun? Fun. It's not even fun, Walt. Um, yeah. Do you remember when me and you first started hunting and it was pretty much elk and, you know, back before we did the podcast and, um, it was just fun. Yeah. I do remember that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I do. Right. I I feel like social media is becoming the death of hunting, um, or at least the death of fun in hunting. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it seems like all of our podcasts turn into these soapbox bitch sessions. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the so-called, and I'm going to call them so-called hunting advocacy groups because they're not, um, attacking hunting from different platforms and not trying to make hunting a community. Yeah. And, and social media seems to have just divided hunting so bad. Um, but hunting used to be fun. It did. I mean, it's still it's still fun. Don't get me wrong, it's still fun. But talking about hunting uh, has become a real pain in the ass. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what we do here at Not a Grande Outdoors and with our podcast and Hunt It Forward, the goal is to bring new people into hunting. Yeah, and man. New people listening to our podcast are probably like, screw that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe at least in New Mexico. Uh, Yeah, I want I want out. (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, I mean hunting used to be about and and still the act of hunting is. Yeah. The act of hunting is still this pure, beautiful, mystic undertaking. Um, well, I think, so I think there's some distinctions to be made here. Everything that's being talked about on social media has been going on since, you know, modern, um, modern laws and modern, you know, the North American model of wildlife mm-hmm. conservation yeah. has been in place, um, you know, people talking about the the rich people taking all the tags and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Rich people have been paying for hunting since forever. Since Teddy Roosevelt introduced... Well, even Since Teddy Roosevelt that. went yeah. and paid to hunt all over the world. Right, right. Uh, like, long before then. Long too. before then. Um, and, and so none of these topics are new. It's just the <laughs> flow of information is... Lewis and Clark paid... <laughs> Natives to guide them to shoot crap. <laughs> it just <laughs> come on, you know it's been going on forever, right? <laughs> Damn guides! <laughs> Damn guides! <laughs> Seriously, okay, sorry. Continue. No, no, no. You're, you made my point for me. I mean, that is that is it. None of these none of these topics are new. No, it's just uh, the pendulum has swung. Um. Right, wrong, or indifferent, the pendulum has swung, and now there's a huge push out there for the public landowner, and the private landowners are doing, you know, they're they're raping and pillaging the land, and um, they're, you know, selling oh, yeah, selling their souls yeah. to the devil, um, and then you know. The pendulum, you know, will swing the other way, and, and we've kind of voiced this opinion too. Um, are we doing? Are we? 
are we doing harm or good putting all these people out on on the public land sure yeah um don't get me wrong public land is public land uh and but the fact is you're seeing an increase in use it's it's the new vogue argument right now is is um Amongst others, not us, but the the new Vogue argument is, hey, we're doing so much to bring new hunters in and it's decreasing our chances. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Right. To be to be completely to be completely honest, um, our listeners have probably noticed that we've only in the past probably month and a half, we've only gotten a podcast out every two weeks. And I'll say for me, for the, the reason for this has been because every time we sit down to do a podcast, it feels like we're touching <laughs> on the same thing and I'm tired of talking about it. Right. Exactly. And it's the same and that's, thing. And that's it's, why we're you know, talking about this. Hunting used to be fun. It's, 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 it, it's just over and over and, yeah. and it's the same stupid, stupid ass conversations. Yep. And <laughs> As kids, we're taught to share. <laughs> you know, it starts that young. Share. Share with your brother. Share with your sister. Share with your friends. If you don't have enough for both of you, leave it in the dang house kind yeah. of crap, you know? Uh, it's it's just not that hard, people. It, it's not. <laughs> and it's frustrating. And, 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 and that's exactly right. You know, I, I mean, we need to go on this new quest to even make hunting fun again. Mm-hmm. You know? To take politics out of it, you know. I mean, they started introducing politics into sports right now, right? That's mm-hmm. a big Vogue thing over the past couple of years. And I can't stand sports anymore. And I'm a big sports fan. I just want it to be entertaining. Yeah. I want to watch a game, watch people punch each other and smash each other. And I don't want to hear about their opinions and feelings afterwards I, just, I don't care you know i just want to see sports and when it comes to hunting i just want to hunt yeah you know and i want to share the sport of hunting and i'm really tired of fighting about it i'm i'm tired of fighting about who has the right to go up what stream and and, and, and now we have to keep fighting yes we have to keep going we have to keep pushing and we have to keep fighting for what we believe is right um, especially because they're not going to quit no. because they're getting paid to, Yeah, you know, that's the difference between them and us really. Uh, what it boils down to is we're just going off of what we believe and they're getting paid to do this crap. That's their job. And I hate that. Uh, and, and it feels like the past few months, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, how the legislative session just beat us to death. Yeah. We spent so much time fighting that we were just like, thank God if we're kind of in the off season, you know? And like you said, we've been doing like a podcast every two or three weeks because we're just tired of fighting about it. We want to talk about how much fun it is. And then of course we got to go hunting again and that hunt sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Laying in the dirt. It's not even fun, Kyle. (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to a good summer camp out with, you know, to kind of refresh me. And I think we need it soon, sooner than later. Um, the upcoming this weekend is, is Memorial day weekend, which Mm -hmm. is typically a big, a big, Mm -hmm. uh, camping Camping outdoors weekend. And hopefully you guys are out there and enjoying it. Um, we, we don't get to this year other, other than maybe just hanging around at the house. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that soon, um, because I need a I need a fresh perspective. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to let go a little bit and take take a step back and go out there and just remember. You know, we've, we've got to go fishing a few times um, this spring already, and we haven't really done any good. Um, but it's been great just to get out there and wet a line and not think about all of the other stuff. Um, yeah, just, just making it fun again. Yeah. Ma- ma- well, making hunting, making fishing, making the outdoors fun again. So I took a trip, um, two weeks ago now up to Colorado. 
Um, went up there to um, a, um, a place to check out their their operations and stuff like that. Um, really cool place, new country. I drove when I went up there. I drove up through Walsenburg, um, Westcliff, which is a beautiful area. Dropped into Slida and went up the Arkansas to the head of the Arkansas and dumped over into into the um, the canyon, you know, that runs out through Gunnison and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, that trip was was fun. I didn't stop and do any fishing other than at the property itself, um, but I got, I'd never been up that way, and I got to see country that I'd never seen before. And, I, and it reminded me of why I love the outdoors. Yeah. Because there's so, there's so many different types of of country that that I got to see. And I'm and the whole time I'm driving through there, I'm thinking, man, I need to come back here. I need to camp. I need to fish. I need to do this. I need to do that. And, and that's really, I think, what we're talking about here is let it all f- go away. Yeah. And just get out and enjoy it. Yeah. Just... Yeah, and, and you know, even on, on our turkey hunt that we enjoyed so immensely, um, <laughs> it was cool seeing new country. It, it, was. it was cool being out there. It was really neat country. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the hike and, and seeing different stuff and, and all of that and challenging myself, even though I didn't, you know, like I said, enjoy that hunt, but it's what we like to do. It, and, um, I don't think it got it all out though. I, I, I still think I still think we need that good three or four day camp. Me yeah. and you and our families and just get up there and pitch a camp and build a campfire and stretch out and relax, take a nap under a tree kind of thing. Yep. Um, it, it's needed. I, I think it's really needed about this time, and um, I bet you it's needed across the country. I bet you there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way, being cooped up with all this COVID crap. And well, most um, of the country's not cooped up except for us, but, right? Um, but yeah, but still, I, th- I think you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah I think um, you need that. You need that reminder. You need that that escape. Um, and that's always it's always done it for me. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always been able to count on the outdoors to mm-hmm. do that for me. That um, just kind of a a reset yeah yeah we've had some and and if you remember if you remember back to that turkey hunt the first night we were there we slept in in the little parking area before Mm -hmm. we dumped off and we slept out under the stars Mm -hmm. and we were so excited about that hunt and it felt so good to sleep Mm -hmm. out under the stars and it started to feel that reset and I think it would have been that had we not just absolutely killed ourselves. Yeah, it, it, we would have probably. Yeah, yeah, we've we've hashed that one out. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're 100 percent right that we. And I'm looking forward to that. We've got to make that happen here pretty quick. Um, so many great campouts. So many great camping stories that we've got that um that's what it is you know you got to get out there and you got to make those memories you got to do those things that that stick with you yeah you know we we've got the the infamous or at least in our family um not going camping with us camping story uh which is one of my favorites and all of that is just that that's what we need that's what we do it for yeah you know that's the beauty of hunting it's not about did i draw a tag did i not draw a tag did more people draw tags than i did did this group draw more tags than me did that group you know do you know are the private landowners getting a break or the are the outfitters getting a break none of that freaking matters um it, it does, and like I said, we've got to fight for what we what we believe in. We know that because if we're not fighting, who the heck is? Um, but we've got to remember why and what we're fighting for, and um, those memories. Yeah. That's that's what it is, you know. And, and our hunted forward memories. 
without introducing new people to hunting, we don't have those stories. Um, we don't have those memories. We don't have those connections with those people. And those connections are huge. Yeah. They mean so much. Um, we've met some great people and shared some great adventures. And, and like I said, without hunting, without private land hunting, without hunting itself, and without the willingness to share, we don't have any of that. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to, as, as a group, you know, we need to find ways to get back to why it is that we do it. You know, I remember as a kid, um, that's all I could think about. It's the closer it got, you know, it's like Christmas, uh, for me. Just as a kid, you talking about you do that. I, well, I know I, you're right. I do. I do. I'm horrible about it. Um, but I, I remember it as a kid when everything I was doing was fun. Heck, I was rodeoing. I was running around. I was partying in college. The whole nine yards, right? Yeah. But as much fun as I was having, I couldn't wait for hunting season. To me, that was just, that was it. You know, and I, I hunted predominantly with my family. Absolutely loved it. Couldn't wait to get up there and spend time standing. And, and it wasn't just the hunt. It wasn't just going out and chasing deer, going out and chasing elk. It was camping with my family. It was standing around the campfire with my family. It was breakfast with my family. It was seeing family members that I hadn't seen all year long. It just, it meant a lot. And, you know, for somebody that comes from a large family that hunts, you know, not... not we have a large hunting family. It means a lot of people in our family hunt. Not that I have a huge family, but most of them hunt. Yes. <laughs> it, it it just has always meant a lot. It always meant I could see all the family. I get to hang out with all the family. Um, laugh, tell jokes, play poker, uh, stand around the campfire, listen to the uncles, tell dirty jokes. Just everything. No. All of it. It's not just about chasing the animals. There's so much more to it. And I, I think for myself personally, I feel some of that kind of slipping away because the politics are, are kind of tainting it. So I want to step back and bring it back to what means so much to me about it. Well, and it's um, like you're like you were talking about public land, private land, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's the, the relationships and the, and the friendships that you build through it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, well, there, you want to, you want to, I mean, there could, there, you could, don't, there you, could be a guy that, that lives in New York or Ma or Massachusetts or just anywhere back east and the only time that he gets to see his buddy from New Mexico is when they purchase elk license together and and meet in New Mexico once every two or three years. Exactly. We can't why would we want to take that away from him? You know? Yeah. It's important to them just as it's important to us. I mean, that's Well, and, and we don't uh, know, you know their story. No. And and that's kind of what I was going to get at was you know, this this last year our 2B hunt. Mm -hmm. Um us and one other group in the campground um, those guys were from Wyoming. Um, yeah. My mind did not immediately go to, well, they stole my, they stole our, somebody's tags from New yeah. Mexico. No. I, no, those guys were cool. Yeah, they were uh, real cool. Really nice guys. Mm -hmm. And when you're out there, there, there is none of that. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, it's fellow hunter to fellow hunter. No, but where it, where it, where you see it is right here. Media, on you, the phone. you see it on the phone. Um, how many times Texas license plate? Listen. I've made no secrets about my feelings about Texas on our podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. But, and, and heck, I'm not even going to lie. There was a time when I said the same thing. Damn Texas license plates. Who cares? It didn't ever, they had no effect on my hunting experience. The only effect was my own negativity towards it. Yep. That was it. That's the only effect. And I'm the only one that can change that. And I'm the only one that can either decide to let it affect me or to just say, you know what? I hope they're having fun. Mm -hmm. And that's what you should do. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. We had a hard time deciding what we're going to talk about, and I'm glad we talked about this because it's, um, it's exactly what I think we've both been feeling, but had a hard time putting into words. Is yeah, how do we how do we get out of this mind? Because it yeah, and it has it has been affecting us. I think uh, the mindset of it, it's made me not want to do podcasts. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love this. But those last few months. Like I said, going all the way back to when we started doing the legislative session stuff and arguing with everybody and their dogs on Facebook um, has just really pulled me away from what I believe, what has made me love hunting. Mm. You know, and I want to get back to that. I want to get back to the stories. I want to get back to telling stories on our podcast. You know, I I love, you know, telling, um, telling hunting stories and talking about the hunting stories when we have a hundred of them and. Uh, getting guests on here and having them tell hunting stories because hunting stories are great. Yeah. Um, one of the best things about standing around the campfire during hunting season is all the hunting stories, mm-hmm. you know, and hunting stories are fun. They're funny. They're unbelievable. Um, rightfully so most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but that that's hunting. I mean, that's what's great. That's what you share with your kids. Not, not the political crap that comes with it. You're not sharing that with your kids out there. If you are, you're doing it wrong, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Go out there and have some fun, man. Uh, tell hunting stories. Find a private land owner and share some hunting stories with them. I'll bet you they got some. Yeah. Um, yeah, just stuff like that, man. That's. And we need to get back out there. We need to get back out there, go camping, um, do some of that fun stuff. Yep. I like the fun stuff. Tell me a hunting story, Kyle. Give me give me a good hunting story. I ever tell you, um, the only two that are really coming to mind right now are my uh, two hunts with my brothers. Uh, one was the Vivadol. Mm-hmm. So we, we've talked about that one recently. Have we talked yep. about that one? Did, did I... Drew it, and didn't you have a bow? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, okay. Back so, still and borrow, man. That's what we talked about. Borrow. That was it. Um, so, the other time I drew uh, with two of my brothers, uh, we drew a rifle elk tag in uh, Colin Neblet. Um, and we packed in. Um, and, there were, I mean... We packed in uh, into the Neblet and made our camp, um, had horses and all that stuff. So it was nice because uh, we could pack, you know, a good 10 yeah. by 12 uh, wall tent. Didn't have a stove, but I didn't terribly need it. It was um, mid-October, so uh, we got a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow one night, but uh, good, good thick bed rolls. Um, and... We rode all over the Coleman Neblet, and we never saw a single elk. That's not true. <laughs> Thinking back. <laughs> Thinking back, that's not true. Sorry. We saw two elk. So the first day, uh, and had I known what I know now, we'd have been coming out with an elk that day, or that hunt. But I was... Uh, I don't know. I hadn't drawn very many elk tags. And my general rule of thumb is um, I want to kill something bigger than I'd killed last, you know, the last time. The last time. And so um, I was looking for something that was, I'd previously killed probably about a 260 or something like that. So I was looking for something a little bit bigger than that. First morning. We got up on top and we went back to the backside. You remember the the meadows we we mm-hmm. hiked on the backside mm-hmm. where we kept on expecting, man, we're going to see some elk here. Yeah, that's where we were, and we were just kind of we tied the horses and we were just kind of hiking through those meadows, through those aspen meadows, and out. I mean, it was midday. You know, it wasn't even it wasn't even morning. It took us pretty much most of the morning to get there. So midday, weren't expecting anything. Just kind of hiking through there, and here comes two raghorns, and they were they were probably only I don't know, 150 yards or so from us. Um, we got down and got set up, and we're like, 
like, should we shoot them? Should we not? I'm like, nah, they're kind of small. So we let them go. <laughs> um, turns out that was the last elk we saw that hunt. So yeah. we were in there for a total of five days, hunted all five days. Those were the only two elk we saw um, the, that entire five days. But that being said, um, very memorable because uh, we packed in. Um, you know, we had a great time. It was with my brothers, my younger brother, my twin brother, my twin brother and I typically don't get along or haven't gotten along real well in the past. Um, our relationship's a lot better now as we're older, but, um, it's a, it was a great bonding time. It was a great time for us to be able to, you know, just enjoy each other's company without the distractions of the world. We didn't have cell phone service. We didn't have uh, anything else to distract us. So we got to sit around and, you know, tell stories around the campfire and see how each other's lives were going and that type of thing. So yeah. it was nice. It's not a funny story, but no, it's, it's a hunt story. It's a hunt story. Um, the only elk, yeah, we we actually did take out an elk. It was an elk kid, though. There you go. Deadhead. There you go. You know, it's simple stories like that, but like you said, it's it's not always about the hunting. It's not always about the elk. It's not always about the deer. What you get, it's about the time that you spent with who you went hunting with. And um, that means a lot. You know, I went, I was on a hunt. It was a January bow hunt for mule deer down south and um me and my cousin hunted a lot together uh and we we left one morning and it was snowing like a son of a gun and i mean it was snowing bad and we woke up there was probably six to eight inches of snow on the ground but you know we were kids i I was probably man i want to say i was probably 18 years old at the most, but we, um, we struck out of camp and we hadn't walked a quarter mile from camp. And I, I reached up and I grabbed the son by the shoulder and I tugged him and I said, Hey, check it out. And he turned around and looked and you could see our tracks in the snow disappear. So like right behind us, you could see the track but the further you got away from us, they just started to disappear until they were completely gone. Yeah. And that's how bad it was snowing. Here we are just tromping up the hill. And I was like, yeah, I probably don't know where I'm going enough to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I know where I'm at right now, but eventually I'm not going to know. <laughs> so we decided, yeah, it's probably safer if we just go ahead and turn around. Because like I said, it was snowing so much, it was just filling our tracks up to where about a hundred yards behind us or so you couldn't even see our tracks anymore. So we turned around and we walked back to camp and he had a, a newer, uh, Ford single cab, uh, straight six standard transmission, but no four wheel drive. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were, we decided, you know what, let's go further South. It's probably not snowing down there. So we jumped in the truck and took off and, He's an excellent driver, um, but we spent 90% of the day just trying to stay on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what most of the hunt was for that day. Uh, we ended up making it down south and, and doing a little bit of hunting on our uh, current employer's ranch that they had down there. And But the most of that day, that's what it was, was driving and butt cheeks clenched to the dang seat <laughs> praying we didn't slide off the road because here we are on this two-wheel drive pickup no change no nothing no way to get back back before cell phones you know because you're hiking if you mm-hmm. if you do get stuck um it's cold snowy all of that all of the above so another story is not necessarily about hunting you know it, it, but it's about the bonding and, and the time that i spent with my cousin and and I wouldn't trade it. We had a ton of fun and going, having those experiences and going through those types of things, those, those, like you said, uh, misery breeds memory, you know, and we were dang sure 
miserable, even though we were nice and toasty in the truck. Uh, we spent most of the time just praying we weren't going to get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> don't see a deer. Don't, don't see, see a deer. deer. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> Had we seen one, we would have. Uh, oh, I know you would have. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the fun of hunting right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we need to get back to it. That's that's just the whole point of the podcast, man. Get, getting back to that fun, getting back to those stories, getting even if they're not the greatest stories, just the simple ones mean so much. Yeah. You know, time spent in the woods. It's all good. Time spent in the woods. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have any more hunting stories. Oh, I've got, I know you've got a ton, but you, you've been doing it a lot longer than I have. Yeah. I've got a hundred of them, but most of them are, most of them are like that. They're not, they're not these grand stories. I've got a few, uh, most of my grand stories, the the ones that are you know real funny. Dana t- doing the inner monologue of the Lazarus deer, stuff like that. <laughs> I've told here on the podcast, you know. But heck, a lot of them you don't want to share. A lot of them are personal, mm-hmm. um, and and so you keep them to yourself. But but again, that's you know. I, I woke up one night with a my dang sleeping bag on fire, and Kalani put my sleeping bag out because. <laughs> Didn't put enough dirt down. Well, saw I saw it right I was, off. I was in the camper and I rolled over to the heater. Oh yeah. And, and my my sleeping bag it wasn't necessarily on fire, but it was melting. You know, yep. it was one of the old Walmart specials. Yep. yep. Kind of synthetic plastic on the outside, <laughs> and it was just melting. And um, you know, just stuff like that. Just you know, the old campers, the tents, the you know, from the first time I ever shot a freaking muzzleloader, which dang near knocked me on my ass. All of those things. You know, they all they all mean something, you know. Our first time. Mm-hmm. We've told that story a hundred times. The coolest part about that story is driving off the hill with the dang elk sticking out of the back of that little bitty-ass Nissan picket. <laughs> Freaking hooves and horns everywhere. Front tires barely touching the dang pavement. We were pretty dang excited about that. Ah, it's tickle pink, you know. And that is another thing, you know. As the first elk I killed, and... Uncle Lonnie was so excited because he knew how bad I wanted to kill one. And when I called him and told him I was coming off the hill with an elk. And if I could come down to his shop and hang it up. He was just as excited as I was because mm-hmm. I finally got one, you know. And just, it, it, all of it just ties together. And that's why we do it. And that's why we started this podcast. And that's why we started Hunted Forward was to share it. To share those moments. To create those moments with other people. So the legacy and the memory continues, and it mm-hmm. and it goes on, not not fighting every little tooth and nail for things that aren't important or or things that don't belong to us in the first place. Yep. You know there are a lot of fights worth fighting, but some of them just not so much. Yep. And sometimes you got to take a break and just take Unwind. a step back and breathe it. Yep. Looking forward to that this year. You and me both. So. We do have some fun hunts. Oryx hunting. Looking forward to it. It's probably going to be brought up on every podcast, every podcast. between now and February. Every single <laughs> podcast, it's going to be coming up. Been, I can well, guarantee it. I've been waiting, what, 20 freaking years uh-huh. to go Oryx hunting. I know. It's, it's, you know, it's good. Uh, I'm excited about it. Speaking of which, we need to get your rifle. I do need to get me a rifle. Yeah. I do. I'm going to get... I already know what I'm getting. Yeah. I'm already... I'm already dialed in on that. I know what I'm getting. Hopefully you can get some ammo for it. Right. That's going to be the question. I think it'll loosen up by then. I hope so. If not, I think I probably have a source. Yeah, we can figure something out. But Amy can get us some, I bet. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to it because it's February. It's not going to be balls hot. Yeah, it's going to be pretty nice. It's going to be really nice. It's going to be pretty nice to go tromp around. I don't have to worry about rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes suck. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a hundred of those damn stories. Yeah. Stupid snakes. Dumbass snake. Did you your ass with some mayonnaise? mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wiggling shit. <laughs> oh. If you haven't seen that, go look at that. What is that? Action, Action figure, figure therapy. therapy. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. <laughs> I won't quote any more of it. I know, right? 
Not, uh, labeled explicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely explicit. This podcast has probably already earned the explicit label. Oh, it has. Yeah, yeah, it has. But I always forget to put that on there anyway. <laughs> I should just start putting it on all of them, just in case. I figured you probably did. Yeah. Figured you probably did. Probably didn't. <laughs> I don't know what. There's no guidelines on that. There's no guidelines on what word equals explicit. <laughs> There's some pretty fair common sense guidelines you go by, right? What are the guidelines? I mean, my guidelines are like. If it's in the Bible, it's, it's legal. It's all relative, right? If it's in yeah. the Bible, it's legal, yeah. right? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, there's that little. The Bible's pretty explicit. <laughs> well, I mean the words. Yeah. Not, not the acts. Yeah, yeah. But the words. Um, well, I don't know. It's I've said ass at least one or two times. I've probably said son of a bitch. Um, well, you have now. <laughs> <laughs> I have not dropped an F-bomb. You have not. So that's correct. That's usually where my go-to. If if I drop an f bomb, I'm hitting the explicit button. If I don't, I, it's probably safe. <laughs> I I typically go more conservative and hit the explicit just because it's Rodney talking. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's Rodney on this podcast. Explicit. You're, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, Even when you rein me in, yeah. (laughs) Even when you're like, stop cussing so much. All right, we've rambled on for about five minutes. What else are we going to talk about today, Kyle? Um, I don't, well, I don't know. I, I brought up the first topic. Actually, you did. I'm just I, I was going to say, <laughs> you're going to make me cuss again. <laughs> uh, we're at 37, 37 minutes. 37 minutes. If we don't talk more than 37 minutes, Dave is going to have a hissy fit. Yeah, that's true. Dave is. So we uh, need to get Dave on here talking about some fly fishing. We do. And that or, would be fun. And or Palmer. Palmer would be a good one, too. Yeah. So um, – that's what we're going to talk about the rest of the podcast is what we're going to talk about for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Not this podcast, but the next ones. <laughs> uh, can you believe it? this is what's funny? When we started this podcast, Kyle was like, yeah, we'll talk about it for 15 minutes. We're not going to have much more to say than that. And we ended up crushing an hour. Like an hour and a half. Yeah. First podcast, uh, which we were limited to. And, and now here we are. We're like 37 minutes. Uh, well, we have some. We, I mean, we do. We have some great podcasts. Um, we have some great topics, we, and we just have to. They're, Same thing. They're not. They're the, they're the type of topics that you you unless you're gonna just show your ass on it. You have to be prepared for it and have everything in a row. And so it's taken some time to put that together. Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of a lot of real fun ones. They're more soapbox sessions that that. Uh, so don't worry. So soapbox sessions are. Are, are still on the table. We're just we're oh, just yeah. taking a break. Oh yeah, still on the menu. <laughs> That's a special of the day. What we should have done was get you know the girls are downstairs on the porch with wine. It made probably made a pretty good podcast. Oh dude, we could totally go down there. Anna's down there. Mm-hmm. Throw a headset on her mm-hmm. and definitely have to mark it explicit after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would be. I would probably just hang a microphone. Just hang a microphone out the window. You drop a little bit. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, we've got, we've got some topics, you know, one of those topics is it's another hot topic right now. It was throughout the legislative session that, that SB 312 in its original form where, you know, where they were trying to turn hunting conservation into general conservation. You know, there's, there's a lot of that going around where. They're trying to completely tie uh, hunting conservation in with the rest of it, which I'm not a fan of. Um, but we're not going to talk about and it we're on not, this no, podcast. We're not going to talk about it on this podcast, but that's a topic. It is. You know, and, and you know. And you and I. Scientific research, you know, that's that's a big deal. You know, we've learned more in the past 10 years about 
big game wildlife than we probably have in the past hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, science changes so much, but it also makes it really hard, really, really, really hard. Uh, and sometimes I think that's another problem too. Is is we make it too complicated. It's really not that damn complicated. None, none of these topics, these these issues that we're basically trying to avoid tonight but can't, um, they're not that damn complicated, you know? And it goes both ways. You know, I, 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 I feel like sometimes we get labeled as these private land advocates, but, but really we're not. I mean, it, we've said this before too. It goes both ways. Yeah. You know, I hate it. If there's a landowner out there that's getting pissed off because you're crossing his fence at a corner and you're going from BLM to BLM, but on a corner, so basically over the air, you're crossing his private land, man. Shut up. That's stupid. That is not even something that should be possibly freaking argued. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. You know, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, public land hunters getting pissed off because private landowners don't want them use in their gates, man, because so many people leave the damn gates open. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Close the freaking gate. You know, so many of these things, we just make them harder than they have to be. Yeah, well, and one I, one I heard uh, just the other day, um, you know, guy working a ranch, ranch manager, mm-hmm. out moving cows, uh, you know, trying to make a living and gets chewed out by a public hunter that they're, you know, harassing the public hunter. Well, no, they're just trying to do their gum job yeah um just have a little consideration yeah okay we're, 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 yeah put it away yeah. put it away put, put it away put it away back put, to fun put, back put, to fun put, tell it tell it put it in your purse tell it tell us tell us another story kyle um so i'm gonna tell you a fishing story all right i got a great fishing story i'm you're probably not gonna like mine <laughs> <laughs> so i've never been much of a fisherman it's just should be no surprise at all. Uh, I will take a fishing pole if there's water nearby, mm-hmm. but I won't go somewhere to fish. Yeah. Uh, it just hasn't been my thing. Sure. And so, um, particularly lakes. I hate lake fishing. Oh, I got to take you catfishing, dude. I hate lake fishing. You will love catfishing. With a passion. And... Don't make me prove you wrong again. You can prove you, me you, wrong. You hated bow hunting too. Prove me wrong. But this past three times that we've been on a lake together, <laughs> classic. Hadn't ca- I hadn't caught a dadgum thing, and that's why I hate lake fishing. I would rather hike up and down a stream, and I typically have pretty good, you pretty good luck stream. Feel fishing. like you're doing something, even if you're not catching any. You just feel like you're doing more because you're not just sitting in a boat or sitting on a bank. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, that's my fishing story. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's actually great. I, I mean, one of the greatest things to me about... about and, and I don't, so uh, not to interrupt you, um, but I'm going to. Yeah. Um, the problem is I've never put enough energy into fishing to really be effective at it. Yeah. Not like I have with hunting. Well, and this... And, and, it, and it... Let me uh, finish and I'll let you talk. <laughs> Give me shit up. That's an art. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed, sir. Well, thank I think, you. I think that was a comment on Facebook, actually. One guy said, shut it, up yeah, one art. guy said, if, if the podcast might actually be pretty good if Rodney would talk less. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, never mind. No, Anyways, back to the shit. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, oh, like there there it's fishing can and is very technical i mean it it is almost exactly like hunting in that you have specific places that you can expect the fish to be you have certain depths that you can expect mm-hmm. them to be at at certain de- t- times you have to know you know especially if you're fly fishing you got to know what they're what they're feeding on what mm-hmm. times they're feeding um all that stuff it, it 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 is and it can be very technical yeah and for me, I've never gotten into it because yeah. it's another, it's a, it, it was like bow hunting for me. I was like, 
I really don't want to get into it. I just want it's to just a, a whole bunch more crap I don't need. Buy a rifle, buy a cartridge. Well, I was happy. I was happy muzzleloader. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I, so. I, I'm with you. I love muzzleloader hunting. I love archery hunting. And, and you're exactly right. So, uh, fishing can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. And I love simple fishing. So, slapping some salmon eggs on a little hook and pitching it out there and just laying down and holding the rod until something bites while you take a nap is great. It's fun, um, and that's probably that's probably why I hate it because I never went with the intention of taking a nap. I went with the intention of catching a fish, and then you're disappointed when you don't catch a fish. Yeah, there's no give. You, you go with the expectations. You're not going to catch shit, and when you catch something, it's cool. Yeah, um, but also go with the intent of, ca- of catching a nap. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's and that's probably my problem because usually I'm sitting there on you know especially if I'm lake yeah. fishing or sitting there on a boat or on the bank thinking. You know, shit I could be doing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But sometimes you got to break away. Sometimes you got to just, you know, it, it's relaxing. But um, I got to take you catfishing. Nighttime catfishing is a blast. It's a lot of fun. Especially if you get into a place where it's got some good catfish. A uh, ton of, ton of fun. Well, I think I would probably, like, enjoy, uh, not necessarily, I don't know if you can say enjoy, but I think I would probably enjoy jug or, or, or trot line fishing. Trot line fishing is enter- is is entertaining. Um, I did a lot of that when I was in Oklahoma. Uh, we used to run trot lines and jug lines. Jug lines are a lot of fun, too. But the only thing is you, you miss the... The fight. the fight, yeah, and it's kind of like setting the. It's, it's it's a lot. It's trapping. Yeah, it's what you're doing. It's trapping for fish, and that's why I kind of enjoy it. You know, uh, and it is fun. It, it you would. It, yeah, I think you would enjoy that too. Um, you catch some really big fish, uh, and it's fun going. But we always fish for the bait. Yeah. So <laughs> you'd fish for the bait <laughs> and then set your trout. And then set your yeah. trout like Well, of course, uh, we don't you have... can't do that here in New Mexico. Well, you 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 can but depending on what you depending catch. on what you catch and depending on if you're near enough water to make it worth your yeah. while. Yeah, which we're not. But, no. No, but um I've always enjoyed fishing. There's certain types of fishing. The, the, the fly fishing that we're kind of dabbling in right now is very technical, you know, because you have to have everything matching from your fly line to your fishing line to your tip. I don't even know all the damn terms. You got three different freaking different types of lines. Tippets, go leader, fishing. tippet, exactly, and, yeah. leader, tippet, and fly line and backing. <sighs> Makes me tired just all the different <laughs> size flies and like you said, what are they biting? What's one's floating, one sinking, and. Uh, Whatever. It's a lot of fun, but it is very technical. Um, catfishing is pretty simple. Yep. You get a freaking rod and a reel, you get a hook, you get some chicken liver. Chicken liver. And a lantern. And you just go Hates sit on the edge guts of the lake. chicken livers. <laughs> guts and chicken livers. Um, me and son have done a lot of that. When we were, I want to say stationed, but that's not the right word because we weren't in the military, but we were working on a military base doing construction and we were in San Angelo and we did a lot of fishing when we were there and we went out fishing one night and we just backed the truck up to the lake you know we were kids we spent more money on beer than chairs so the tailgate worked yep (laughs) and I was sitting on the tailgate imagine if you will a summer's night high school party out in the desert, sitting on the tailgate, feet swinging, right? That's what we were doing. Fishing, fishing pole, fishing line out in the water, holding the fishing pole. And I'd never fished for catfish at the time. I'd only ever done trout. Yeah. And I'd asked son, you know, what's this like? Is it much like trout? And he said, no, nothing like trout, dude. It's, it's a lot more. It's a lot heavier fight. And I was like, cool. I was like, so I'll know when they bite. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to know. And so I'm sitting there, and this catfish smashes my line, right? And I set the hook and go to hooping and hollering. And I don't know how I did it, 
son doesn't know how I did it, but from that sitting position with the rod and reel in my hand, both hands, we know one hand holding the rod and the other one reeling, I ended up on my feet on the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> he said I butt hopped <laughs> from my butt to my feet. <laughs> Standing there just hooping and all around. And I, so I've always had that tornado mode. You know, it's it's been with me my whole life. I've, I've, it's nothing new. <laughs> and it's not just deer and elk. <laughs> it's catfish too. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he's, he's told that story a hundred times because it's, we just don't know how I got there. You know, like I said, from sitting flat on my butt to standing on my feet on, on the tailgate, reeling in that catfish. It's my first catfish. Yeah. You know, and a uh, decent size one, you know, probably a three or four pounder. I don't know, but but uh, heck of a lot more fight than a 10-inch trout, right. for sure. So, I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just another one of those memories. Yep. Um, but, you know, we, we used to do that a lot down there in San Angelo and Del Rio and up in Dumas, Texas. We went all over Texas putting in gas lines and... Uh, did a lot of catfishing. A lot of fun. Uh, I know some guys in Oklahoma, and um, a couple of years ago they asked to invite us out to do some spoonbill fishing. Uh, we still need I, to go do that. We do. I've never done that. Yeah. I've never done any spoonbill fishing. I'd like to go try it. Just one of those. So, I'd also really lots like, of opportunities, not enough time. Right. I'd also like to go shoot some carp. Yeah. Used to do that a lot when I was younger, too, just a recurve bow and a reel on it mm-hmm. a lot of fun it's a lot of fun not so much on the lake we used to do it on the river on the Rio Grande yeah it's a lot of fun on the river didn't didn't much care for it on the lake wasn't as fun but cool yeah lots of ways to get out and about yep so I think that's the point of the night you know um, go out there and make make hunting fun again yeah go Forget about the politics. Forget about the arguments. Forget about the debates. Uh, put your phone down for a minute. Put your phone down. Quit worrying about social media and posting it and all of that stuff, man. Just go connect. Go spend some time with your family. And remember what we're fighting for. So remember the reasons that we got into it in the first place. Yep. It's worth it. Absolutely. Anything else, Kyle? Nope. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for joining, guys. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Nada Grande Outdoors Podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.nadagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.